yo, yo. Welcome back to C-Squared. It's episode three. Let's go, let's go, let's go. I'm Chaney. I'm Chloe. And we are so happy that you're here with us today. Yes, we are. We hope you all had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Yes. And you ate all the best food in the world, you know. Yes, it was. I had the best Thanksgiving. I hope you guys did too. It was so good to be home. Had an extended break, actually, so that was a blessing. But let's just go ahead before we get into the second part of our series. Chloe, what is your favorite Thanksgiving food? <laughs> okay, I wasn't prepared for this. <laughs> I like green bean casserole, which is a hot take. I did not realize how many people didn't like green bean casserole until I saw Facebook, like talking hating on green bean casserole but like my mom just does different i guess so i love green bean casserole okay what's yours i look forward to my aunt's mashed potatoes Mm. and my grandmother's pecan pie okay pecan pie is you will never have anything like it let me just tell you my parents made or my mom there's a lady at work that made um pecan pie casserole mm. and my let me just say 10 out of 10 <laughs> it, put the pie, it put the pie to shame <laughs> it was so good so good i do love thanksgiving food and i just love being with my family and we had we were at my grandmother's house and just sat down and talked about old memories and everything it was really sweet so it was good Um, But like we said, hope y'all had a great Thanksgiving. We are continuing in our series, Things Left Unsaid, College Edition. Um, Last week was about friendship. And this week, something that Chloe and I feel like is left unsaid revolving around college is finding the balance. And that's just what we're going to be talking about today. We have a lot of thoughts about this, and it's taken a lot of time to find the balance and to figure out, you know, the best way to manage everything. But we're excited to talk about it, kind of just externally process things with with each other and with you all. And we're just going to get on right into it. Mm -hmm. So Chloe and I wrote down a few points about things that we that just stuck out to us about finding the balance and what that means. The first thing I would say is just the work-life balance of college. Before college, I feel like I was in a daily routine where my balance was pre-existing. I always had, you know, I went to school and then I went to dance or I went and set up balloons or, you know, whatever I had to do. And so I I never really had to find the work-life balance because it just kind of existed naturally. Whereas now in college, every day is different for me. And my class schedule is different each day. My activities, my extracurricular activities are different each day. There's just so many things that are changing throughout the week that it's just harder to find that balance. I don't have school from seven to three every day. I don't have dance from this time to this time every day. I don't have, you know, various events or weekly club meetings that I know are are gonna happen each week. I would just say that it's been harder to find the balance in that way because, you know, each week is so different from the last. Even, you know, today I was sitting in my second class and, 
be assigned three assignments within the next two weeks before school gets out. And, you know, coming into this week, Monday, I was like, I don't understand why people are freaking out about about these next two weeks. I don't feel like I have a lot going on. And now I text, I'll actually text my family group chat this morning and I said, I need y'all to pray for me. This week has gone from zero to 100 really quick. And I think that's something that has really been a week, almost a weekly occurrence with throughout college is that things just pop up. So finding the balance within that too is really difficult. What do you, what do you think, Chloe? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think that even though like my parents were very like respect based, like if I respected them, they were going to respect me. And if I didn't break rules, they weren't going to like trap me down, you know, like they weren't very, they didn't have to control my life. I was pretty like on my stuff. I was on top of everything in general. So I never really had a curfew. Granted, I never came home later than 12 usually at all. It was very rare. So I think that, like, I never had this fear of coming here and, like, staying out all night because I could do that back home if I really wanted to. So I never felt like I really was trapped back home. And I think when I got here, it wasn't the fact that I could stay out all night long or I could just do what I wanted, have people over whenever I wanted. But it was more so the fact that, like, is it smart to do this even though I can like is it smart that I have at 8 a.m. and I'm gonna have people in my room till 1 to 2 in the morning probably not that doesn't seem like the most educated smart wise thing to do um so I think that like finding the balance of when you know to sacrifice your for your friendships and when you know to sacrifice from your school has been difficult but I'd say it's gotten a lot better I mean we've always had the rule where like on Sundays we don't hang out with many people or we try to like take Sundays for ourselves granted that doesn't always happen sometimes you know we would do whatever but it definitely is an adjustment just because like people will be in your room and you will really enjoy like having that company having people over all the time is a blessing and a curse you know like you have to have that time for yourself and for you to be able to enjoy and take use that time to focus on your studies and to get your stuff done and not only that but you need time alone too like you don't need time where you're constantly working if you're only alone like just rest you know like be still I think being still is really hard to do at this day like in this day and age in general but it's one of the the biggest blessings and I think the most wisest people understand how to be how to be still right So I think that learning how to be still helps your balance. Like if you just chill out sometimes and I'm, I'm kind of a procrastinator, like I can push it. I push it. I don't push it to the last minute. I push it to the day it's due and I'll do it at like 8 a.m. the day it's due. But like, why not just do it, you know, before that? So my advice would be to number one, don't procrastinate because stuff happens. Yep. And my mom has always been like, she's always been a big advocate of, your lack of preparation is not my emergency. Like, if this could have been done three days ago and now something's happened and you can't get it done, it's not my issue. Like, you should have done it three days ago. Yeah. So, like, I've always had that in the back of my head. Like, no one's going to be there to help me mm. firsthand if I don't take the time, take the preventative measures to get it done. That's really good. That's something that I've always struggled with doing and never really, I guess, taken into consideration for my own sake. I have always been someone that, you know, wants to help everyone. And I don't think that's necessarily always a bad thing. 
but I've always been someone that wants to pour into others and help other people before I help myself. And I've been in situations and scenarios where someone didn't show up or, you know, double booked themselves or had something come up. And it put me in a predicament where I was having to do multiple things at the same time that I physically wasn't able to do, but that was the only option. And I had to text my boss and say, listen, this is what's happening. I don't know what to do. And they said, don't do anything. Just be still. Mm-hmm. That's good. Be still because it's not your fault. You know, their their lack of preparation, the exact same thing you said, their lack of preparation is not does not require an emergency on your part. So now that we're talking about business, mm, this yeah. can add into my entrepreneur's side of me. That's okay. like from this weekend, I have a real story. And for our younger listeners, they'll understand what I mean by like when I say like standing on business. It's a very like new concept type of thing, and it's from a song or whatever. Whatever, the whole point of it is like standing on business is like standing on your word, standing on what was ha- like what actually happened, like standing on business, like you're getting it done. Whatever happened, you're saying something, you're standing up for yourself, whatever it may be. This weekend, well, this past week, I should say, I was making Oreo balls, and. We had the occurrence of, like, someone texted. She had ordered four dozen balls in general, P- two dozen peanut butter balls and two dozen Oreo balls. Mm-hmm. And Oreo balls is something where if I have extra, I sell out of it every time. Uh-huh. Like, I had five to seven extra dozen this week, and I sold out in 15 minutes. It's awesome. Like, so it's not the fact of I couldn't sell them if she couldn't pay for all four of them. It's the fact of the matter is that four dozen were ordered, and I have set you down to make and to pay for the ingredients for your four dozen. Mm-hmm. And she messaged me, the lady who ordered, and she's precious. This is not like, this is just business, you know? Right. And she was like, um, she only needs one dozen of each now. And I was like, well, okay, that's fine, because I knew I could sell the right. extra dozen. And it was no big deal, but I think that I was kind of upset in the moment of, like, does she think that she didn't order four dozen? So then I, like, double-check myself, right? Like, you're a business owner, and it's your word. Right. Like, you don't want to tell somebody they ordered four dozen if really they only ordered two. Uh-huh. And it's $30 difference. Like, she was going to pay $60, and now she's only paying 30 Right. So I was like, okay, I'm going to double-check myself, you know. I go to the... um Facebook posts where she had commented and I sent the screenshot to her and I was just like I just wanted to like double check and like make sure you understood that like you did say you know like you wanted four dozen I was like but it's no worries like I've already sold your extra two but I think that this is the entrepreneur side of me talking it's hard to stand on business when you care about your customers feelings yeah and it's difficult to have a business customer relationship with people like you're really close to. And that was, that's very, that's very difficult. And I know you own your own business, so you understand that. But like drawing the line in the sand between like, you got to stand on business, you know, like really a lot of business owners might've been like, Hey, listen, I have you down for four dozen and I'm not going to risk not having someone buy those extra two dozen 
because you didn't mm-hmm. think about how and much it would the cost. Money. Yeah. yeah, like there's a lot, a lot of risk in playing that game. Right. And like in faith, I sold the extra. You know, like I posted on Facebook, hey, I have extra, which mm-hmm. I always sell the extra of Oreo ball. So it wasn't really that. It's just the fact of like, I want to be. I want to do right by my business and I want to do right by how I treat my customers. Right. But I expect, I, I would really respect the same, you know? Yes. Like if you know somebody's, I'm a call, I'm an 18 hour credit hour college student who's went home and worked 36 hours in three days. You're crazy. Right. You're crazy. <laughs> and I'm making these Oreo balls as a respect thing. You know, it's just what we value in others because i know if somebody takes extra time to do something for me i'm going to show them that extra appreciation that extra respect yes yeah i definitely agree with what you're saying i think it's really hard especially both of us living in a small town and we have so many relationships with people and connections or mutual connections through others Um, when people reach out to to me or to bailey for our business you know, we want we want to give them the better side of the deal. We want to, you know, throw in an extra mini balloon garland for their little kid's birthday party because I taught them in dance class or, yeah. you know, whatever that may be. But at the end of the day, we're running a business that has to make money. You know, we're running a business that has to be profitable and that we have to look at the future constantly and how, you know, what are we going to do with the money that we're making? Is that straight profit? Is that going right back into the this, right back into the business? You know, what are we doing with that? And while I want to have giveaways and make donations and just give back constantly, that's not always the easiest thing to do. Additionally, I think it's harder for us as young entrepreneurs to stand firm yeah Mm -hmm. because we are younger and we don't have naturally we don't have the level of respect that other older people in business do Mm -hmm. you know some some people think that there's not everyone obviously but there's a few you know small amount of people that think that they can take advantage my mom talks about that too when in reality we're having to work just as hard if not harder because we have other things going on we're in school we're in other extracurricular activities and clubs that require time from us too and this all ties back to the like the balance the balance of like where do we draw the line with customers you know and Granted, there aren't a lot of 19-year-olds that own their own business, 19, 18-year-olds right. that, that do what we do, you know, have a podcast, like, what? <laughs> um, so I think that understanding, granted, everyone's learning. Like, I want to be gracious of their of them, too, you know? Like, I would never, I'm never ill towards a customer. Like, right. if something happens and that mix-up happened, like, it is no, it's no biggie, you know? Like, it is really no harm it's just a learning curve for me because we're young you know Mm -hmm. and like I have to take that into account I have to take that into account like next time pre-orders have to pay before because it waste it could Mm -hmm. waste my time and money potentially and I don't have much time nor money to be wasting right so um, as my mom was telling me like this is something where you learn from it and you don't make the same mistake again. Right. The first two weeks I started meal prepping Cheney, I went in 
because I yeah. didn't price it high enough because I was young. Yep. I was 16. Yep. And I was trying to price, you have to price food, packaging, container, labels. People want the highest quality, but they want to pay the lowest price. Yes. And it's just one of those things of also, like, you want your price to be lower because you're younger. Well, guess what? The price of groceries is going up. You don't get yep. to just, it, everything changes. And it's not, it's not fair to limit people based off of their age I'm a firm believer. I mean, even in the Bible, it talks about all how young the disciples were and how young these prominent figures in the Bible were. Yes. And I just think that age is a number, yes, and age has value, yes, but wisdom is through ex lived experience. Yes. And I think that we have a lot of lived experience that, I mean, even new and up-and-coming 30- to 40-year-old entrepreneurs don't have. It's just very vital to, you know, consider people's time, efforts, because the issue isn't that we would ever be mad if you cancel an order because life happens, right? Right. And I've never charged anyone for canceling. Mm -hmm. Like, if they told me they couldn't do it, swing it, I'll figure it out. I've never been that way. Like, I've been very gracious, you know? Yeah. So, you just, it's just hard, you know, to not let that, like, get the best of you. And, I mean, who said it would ever be easy, right? Right. And it's just finding the balance in really understanding your boundaries of I can do this, but I can't do this. And I will accept you canceling your order 24 to 48 hours before, but I won't accept an hour before. Right. You're telling me that, you know. Right. So it's just a balancing of finding your groove in that and finding what makes you money because at the end of the day business is business and you have to stand on business like yep. every day you have to stand on business with your work you have to stand on the bible you have to stand on like what you know and what's important to you right I think it makes it even harder for us too because we want to do it in a Christ-like manner right like I want to have grace yes I want to have rivers of like a flowing loving grace yes but I mean even Jesus in the Bible like he stood up for himself and others and like he 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 recognized his worth yes yeah and I think that my mom tells me all the time like don't let them take advantage of you she's big about that because yeah. I mean we're young we're yeah. not even we're teenagers still like right who are we, you know, to like do what we do? Like we ha we reach for the stars, man. Like, Come on, I don't I don't blame y'all. Some of y'all for doubting us, but I always tell them like I tell people all the time, I'm gonna get there. Like you just yes. wait and see. He has not failed me yet, and he will not. <laughs> right. Like I have such a, I think faith. Like you know this, but in business, when we went through, we went through hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of characteristic traits. You come out with one. She doesn't tell you that, but like you end up with one last one. In our class, you mean? And yeah, our B&E yes. 120 class. And mine was faith. And I was like, her, Cheney's was religion, Christianity. It was religion. Something. Religion. Yeah. So let me give a little context. So we did this exercise in our class where we had to narrow down a list of a hundred like it was about a hundred traits and different qualities that people have and we had to narrow it down to 20 traits that we feel like we exemplify or that are very important to us then it was 10 then it was five then it was three then it was two then it was one and we had to 
decide in the business world, in doing life, in your job, whatever that may be, what is the one characteristic or quality that you will not shy away from? And Chloe's was faith and mine was religion. And, you know, I think those are inevitably the same thing. But for both of us, those are the one thing in life that we are not going to shy away from. Are we perfect at it? No, never. Not one day have we ever been perfect at putting our faith at the forefront of everything that we do. Mm -hmm. But it is something that I think we both think about and that it's always a thought in our head like, how is this impacting the kingdom? How yeah. is what I'm doing? Even when we do it, something wrong. Right. Like, we think about, I remember one morning we were talking about, like, is this, we had done something or went somewhere, and we were talking in the car, and we were like, what type of representation of the kingdom is this? Right. <laughs> and that's a real conversation. But what good is, like, having this podcast if we don't keep it real? Right. Like, business is real. Like, you just have to keep it a 100. Keep it 100. And I think the, there, like, knowing faith is mine is so accurate to me, not just because of my religion and, like, being a Christian, but it's so accurate to me because I'm so optimistic. Like, I have faith in things that, like, don't make sense. I just I have this profound, like, belief, and I don't understand why, but, like, there's certain things in my head that I just have a When I feel like something can't happen or won't happen or shouldn't happen, it makes my stomach hurt. But, like, if I feel like something's bound to happen that's good, like, it's very, like, I just know. Like, I just know in my spirit. Right. That, like, I can do it. Like, it might be, I know it will be hard. My mom talks to me all the time about, like, you are just going too much. Like, you are you have so much. Come I go on. home. I go home and work. Like, w when I say work, like, I will stay there from 7 in, to 8 in the morning. Really 8, because I'm not that early. <laughs> but, like, 8 in the morning to 7, 8 at night. Uh -huh. You know, and I don't have to do that. Mm -hmm. I could work 8 hours and be done. Mm -hmm. But I know that, like, when I go to college and start spending money again, I'm going to need that money in my bank account. Come on. And if I want to invest in my business, I'm going to need that extra money to do so. Right. So I just, I'm a firm believer in, like, I have the faith to be better and I have the faith to, like, push harder than everyone else. Right. And, you know, I'm also a firm believer of work hard now, work, have an easy life later, you know, uh -huh. like, grind hard now, live easy later. Because well, it's easy. Or, yeah. yeah. I'm just, I think that's a big part of balance just understanding who you are what makes your clock tick what gets you excited you know right that's good so we've talked a little bit about you know the school balance we've talked a little bit about balance in business and we've kind of dipped a little bit into faith in both of those things so let's dive into a little dive in deeper into like how do we keep our faith balance at the forefront how do we make sure that our balance with the lord comes first mm -hmm. yeah this is kind of interesting because when i wrote down that question i was having the thought of like we pra 
we work on staying balanced, but like the Lord is more than our 50%, mm, you know, that's good. And I was like, it's, he's not something that is only worth 50%. And I, all I think about is like a teeter totter. And I always think that like, I don't know, but like, I just know that the Lord has to weigh more. Like he has yeah. to weigh more than the 50%. He has to be on the ground. Like he's the one that, you know, pushes off for you. Right. And I just think that all of the worldly things and the things that we feed ourselves like that can't be our balance. That can't be our other 50%. Mm-hmm. What good are we without all of him, you know? Right. Like, That's good. Granted, there's things in life. My mom my mom gives a lot of like constructive criticism to me. It's uh-huh. very rare that she's like, yeah, that's right. Like she's <laughs> always like, you have to think about this and think about this. And I guess she's always like, she's really been my mentor in the church too. Uh-huh. Like she's an elder at our church and she just knows so much. And her job is like what I want to do. So it's just, it all makes sense really. But she yeah. uh, talks a lot. She talked when I was young a lot about like, you keep the Lord first and uh-huh. all else will be un- given unto you. Yep. But with that, like, requires you to give your whole heart, like, your whole effort to these things. Like, when you play softball, you play softball. And when you run your business, you run your business. Like, it's not something to say, like, oh, the Lord, you know, will bless it. The Lord requires hard work and effort, and he blesses that. Right. I think it's important, and it's not always easy, but, you know, your relationship with the Lord can't be in the balance it has to be the balance that's so good it's really difficult to make christ the center of our life when there's so many things around us going on and so you know adding on to that so many visible things you know christ isn't visible we can feel him we can hear him but we can't see him yeah and it's a lot easier to see things and believe it than hear it or feel it and believe it at least for me personally so I think it's just the faith balance can be really difficult. Yeah. But I have found that when I put my faith at the center of everything that I do and I make it my number one priority to spend time with the Lord and to just rest in Him and be still in Him and who He is, things go so much better. Isn't that just so crazy? I mean, yeah, it's a peace. Yes. He that surpasses all understanding. Absolutely. And I, I th- I've been seeing that everywhere this week. People are just talking about peace, like right. how that when you're with the Lord and like in the Lord's presence, your peace is just so undignified. Like you have peace when it doesn't make sense and you have understanding when you shouldn't understand and you have faith when there is no faith that should be there. It's just something about the Lord that makes your life so much better so much easier and it makes you more confident so i saw this post on instagram i actually shared it on my instagram story it's by this author grace valentine i saw you post that and she writes like little mini books basically and posts them on her instagram for you know different people There's things like 18 things I wish I knew at 18 for young adults and for young women, college students, whatever that may be. And there was actually two that really spoke to me and they come at the perfect time. That's I know that's the Lord. But one of them was for a college student struggling to rest during Thanksgiving. And that was hard for me. Honestly, there was where I had to do schoolwork at home. I was 
really stressed about coming back to school and everything that I was going to have to do before we got out for winter break. And it was difficult for me to find the balance at home, even because I knew what was coming later. But her post about finding rest and struggling with that was really special. But I want to read a little bit of her second post that I that I love, the one that I actually shared on my Instagram story. It's for the college student dreading going back to school after Thanksgiving. And she gives a little introduction, but then she mentions the story in the Bible called the Transfiguration. And I'm just going to read it verbatim. It says, In this story, Peter, James, and John go up on a high mountain with Jesus. While there, they saw Jesus' glory and felt his presence. They even heard the voice of God. Peter suggested building a shelter and staying on the mountain. It was so easy to see God there. It was so easy to feel Jesus' power there. But Jesus called them down. Jesus called them all down, knowing they would suffer for his name. Jesus would be crucified for our sins and conquer the grave. And the disciples would all spread the good news upon his resurrection. Would it have been easier for the disciples to live on that mountain with Jesus? Yes, but Jesus had work to do through them. I know you are tired. I know you're stressed. I know you were dreading finals, and you were dreading that drive back to university after Thanksgiving. Come on, I sure was. <laughs> you may be excited to see some friends, but you know once back, it's going to be overwhelming, stressful, and even sometimes lonely. Coming down from the mountain isn't easy. Coming down from comfortable is hard, but Jesus knows what he is doing, and Jesus has purpose for you once you come down. Would it be easier to eat, be eating pumpkin pie with your grandma? Yes, but God wants to use you at your college. God wants to use you even during finals week. Coming down from the mountain isn't easy. Coming down from comfortable isn't hard, but Jesus knows what he is doing, and Jesus has purpose for you once you come down. I just thought that was so good because... It's, you know, these two weeks, it's it's common knowledge among college students that it's insane, that you're never going to sleep. It feels like there's so much to do. Overwhelming. So, uh, so overwhelming. But Grace prepared me at least so well in knowing that there's, pain, there's purpose in my pain. There's purpose in my stress. And then if I just rest in the Lord and find balance in spending time with Him, and focusing on him and just, you know, even praying on my way to class. That's something that I've really tried to do more often recently is just pray. And actually before Thanksgiving break, I had an exam for my calculus class. And if you know me, if you've talked to me about college, you know that calculus has been awful. If you were a math person, all the props to you because it just does not click for me I can write a 10 page paper every day in my life if I needed to math is just not my thing same so I had to take an exam right before Thanksgiving break and I actually called my dad like an hour before I had to take the exam just sobbing I was like this is gonna be awful dad I don't know what I'm doing like I don't even know what's gonna be on the exam and I don't even know how to do it and you know just spiraling and he said, Chain, just take the test. And if you pass, you pass. Just pass the exam. Pass the class. And I said, Dad, what if I don't? What if I don't pass the exam? What if I don't pass the class? He said, then you'll take it again. 
was like, but it's not that simple, Dad. But I thank you, thank you for talking me down. You know, whatever. And so on my way to my exam, I was just, I just prayed. I said, Lord, I just submit this to you. Like, I just need to rest in you right now. I need you to just wrap me with your, wrap me in your arms and just give me peace. Fill me with this knowledge. You know, God, you and you, you have invented calculus. You know exactly what it is, and I need you to just install that knowledge in me. So I'm just submitting this to you. I'm submitting this exam to you. And I sat down in the exam room, and I had tears welled up in my eyes, and I'm pretty sure one of them got on my paper. But I ended up getting the highest exam grade on that exam than I have all year with my other two exams. on. And it was, I really, truly think it was the Lord just saying, like, I've got you. Mm-hmm. Like, thank you for submitting to me. Thank you for just giving it to me. You know, he tells us in the Bible, like, cast all your fears, anxieties on the Lord. And that's exactly what I did. And I was blessed by that. And it's really hard for me. It's always been hard for me to let go of control and let go of having all of the balance on myself, you know, it's like a teeter-totter that's, you know, straight up one way because everything's on one side, which is on me. But the more experiences that I have and the m- through those experiences, the more that I just submit it to the Lord and let him take it and recognize that he's already won the battle for me, that he's already gone before me, that he's beside me, that he's behind me. And that he knows what's going to happen and what happens is his will. It just provides so much peace for me mm-hmm. and being able to rest in that and remove some of the weight of balancing everything and submitting it to the father brings so much peace too. Yeah. And I would really encourage people coming into college. If you're not in college, if you're in high school listening, if you are preparing for college, whatever, if you're an adult, I think becoming an adult myself, this is something that I've, it's been really important to learn is that we're not, we're not created to carry it all. Mm-hmm. We are not worthy enough. We are not high enough to carry the weight of the world on our own shoulders. Yeah. The Bible says that we should um, pick up our cross and follow the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, follow him and his will. If we are to follow the Lord's will wholeheartedly and do only what he's asking us to do, our life is going to be so fruitful. But also, we wouldn't even do half the things, majority of the things that we do anyway. Right. Because they're not of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And is that hard to decipher and figure out what is of the Lord and what's not? Sometimes, yeah. Are we going to get it right all the time? Absolutely. No. Have I gotten it right every time? Absolutely not. I'm not saying that I have. But the more that we make Jesus the focus and make Jesus make Jesus the balance of our life, I think that his will becomes more evident to us. Yeah, that's so good. So that's just, it's really something that I've been learning. What are, what are your thoughts on that, Chloe? So you don't know this because I haven't told you, but... Um, me, have you met Lawan McAdoo? Have you I got think to so, briefly. Yes, 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 you have. Um, well, me and Lawan were talking on the phone the other day, and we were just talking about 
I know him and I know he wouldn't mind me sharing this. We were just talking about some of the things we're facing in college and the feelings and like what we're going through. And Chaney, you don't know this, that I read him that sh- that whole thing because I I had read it previously. Yeah. And I was like, well, one, like I read this post from this girl and she's talking about the transfiguration. And I think you like, I think you need to hear it because it's so evident to me as to why some of us are in a rut, I think, in college. Right. And we just had this wholesome talk about how God has to pull us from the comfortable. Like he has to... Like, we will not grow if we stay at home our whole life. Like, who does that? Like, all of these successful people, and even God, like, he doesn't want us to live in a comfortable little world. Yeah. That's not hit. Do you think the disciples were comfortable? Absolutely not. He got, Jesus got crucified. He lived a most terrible death. So, for us to think that we deserve to be comfortable is just... It's unrealistic, and yeah. he wants us to capitalize in those moments on the mountains that tell us and confirm that we know he is God, you know, like, right. he is the good, good father. Right. But there's times where, like, you have to be willing to walk in the fire to, like, know he's there, and yeah. there's just, life gets hard. The Bible never said it was easy. Right. No one ever said it was fair. Like, we don't get to put those mottos on things that the Bible, the Bible just doesn't say that. And I think he has to teach us through not being on the mountain, like who he is. Right. Recognizing him in the mountain and the valley. That's good. Yeah. I'm going to read the second, those two points, the second part of what I was reading earlier. There's three points, but I'm going to read two of them, what Grace wrote. So she's talking about transfiguration and coming down from the mountain. She said, remember these three things. Number one, your purpose comes from your challenge. Is it easier for you to eat stuffing with your family who loves you? Yes. Is it easier for you to drop out and never take a final again? Also, yes. But God never called you to easy. God called you to purpose. Yeah, come on. That (laughs) deserves its own. God never called you to easy. God called you to purpose. Life may be more restful at home, but your purpose comes from your challenge. Point number two. Jesus doesn't want comfortable from you. Finals are hard because they are challenging you. If it doesn't challenge you, it won't change you. You are learning and growing. God has given you the opportunity to grow at your school for a reason. Study for the test, go on late night coffee runs, but most importantly, embrace how God is stretching you. Because of your challenge, you are growing. This is something to celebrate. And that's a cool way to think about it too. You know, finding the balance of of the Lord, but also recognizing the challenges that he's putting you through. Thank him for those. Yeah, I think this is so odd to bring this up, but I think one of the traits that all the most successful people, the most fit people that I hear, really collegiate athletes that like I've trained under in softball, Uh all of them talk about how you just have to learn to love the grind. Mm. Like, you have to learn to love the uncomfortable. Right. Like, you have to wake up at 4.30 in the morning and have to love, like, man, I'm about to live my dream. Like, I'm grind. Like, you have to know the vision, the end goal, what right. you're working for. Like, it is your pur- It is their purpose. Uh-huh. You know, and they're ingrained in it. Like, if we can learn to love and engross in the uncomfortable, mm-hmm. 
of like, this might not be what everyone else sees as comfortable. This isn't going out. This isn't at the basketball game right now. We're sitting in the library at a podcast. Like, you know, like, this is what it is. We have to resonate in, like, the this isn't what is seen as comfortable. And sometimes it's not comfortable to us. But this is what I'm doing. You know, like, living that purpose in it. And, like, seeing the bigger picture is just so... I really hear it with people who are very fit too. Mm-hmm. Like they love the grind. They so want to get up. They want to get up and just sweat. Like, and I'm just <laughs> like, geez, what? <laughs> I'm like, that is actually not even uncomfortable. That's just crazy. Like, <laughs> but no, I understand. I understand what they're saying. I should have the workout class yesterday when I was there. I was like, you know, I do like feeling like I'm doing something and being active and. You know, taking care, treating my body as a temple. Yeah. And finding the balance in that, you know? Right. Balance is in everything. And balance is one of the hardest things to have. Mm-hmm. But when you have it, it's powerful. It is powerful. Yeah. There's an, one more question I want us to talk about before we wrap things up. How do we draw the line with school? How do we draw the... Okay, this is difficult because a lot of people will say there's no line to draw. Me, on the other hand, I will draw that line fast. School matters. It matters a lot to me. Mm-hmm. I think relationships and my relationship with the Lord and my social well-being matters more. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm very outgoing. I would definitely rather be able to talk to people than to make an A on a test. Mm. And I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful that I know I can go up with anyone and start a conversation and kick it off uh-huh. and make those connections. I'm much more grateful for that than if, like, I knew how to do calculus, like, the back of my hand. Right. Well, I don't need calculus for what I want to do. So uh-huh. <laughs> it would be pointless for me to, like, in my mind, I'm very realistic and down to earth. Right. And, shoot, I'm even so real. I will tell you, I think a lot of college is a scam. There's no reason I should be having to take an anthropology class right now and pay for an anthropology class. Mm. You tell me that's a part of a core? I don't need that for my job. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And But I do understand it builds Makes your critical. Makes you well-rounded. Th- yeah. It builds your critical thinking. It opens you up to new material. That is understood. I just feel like that was what fourth grade history was for. Mm. <laughs> which is bra- like brash don't get me wrong right. that's a very hot take uh-huh. I am just like if there was a trade school to go into business I would have went to the trade school <laughs> <laughs> made it a lot quicker um, because I don't like care for writing papers and yeah. I would rather have my hands on talking to people I would do rather do five internships for five years mm-hmm. just because like that's more, more purposeful, right. more experienced. And, like, even the guys in class yesterday who interviewed that person, the guy was like, I quit looking for degrees, and I started looking for people who knew how to interact with other people. And willing to learn. And yeah. I was just like, come on. Like, a college degree is fantastic, but with no work experience, people are in for a rude awakening because mm-hmm. corporate America and how I run my small business yeah. don't align at all. Right. It's so different. Right. And it's not talked about enough. We are coddled. Even in college, we're coddled. Like, the real world will snap you in half. Mm. I mean, I see it at work all the time. It's just people aren't prepared. Things happen. Life happens. You make mistakes. And you don't really get grace at a corporate job. Right. Like, you get warnings and there's policy. But, like, you don't – if you get a speeding ticket in a truck – 
in a work from truck or a truck for that is from the workplace, you know, uh-huh. they can't just say, oh, it's okay, don't do it again. That's not how corporate, like, America works. Right. And so all these people who are going to do an internship one summer before they go into the, I just don't, they preach it, Cheney, but I don't think it, I don't think that's how it's going to work. Yeah. I think that people are really going to have to, like, and not that they won't succeed if they do it that way, because I think a lot of people will. Uh-huh. It's just the fact that they won't succeed at the rate of which they could. You know, like, they need, we need all of us need real more real world experience and like what it's really going to be like working your own job it's kind of scary right the biggest thing that i have learned going going back to school is that if it is causing me more stress and anxiety and frustration over actually learning or studying or doing the homework i'm going to stop like that is my that's so that good. is my line in the sand that is where i have to cut things off if i'm not obtaining the knowledge if i'm not remembering what i'm studying or you know writing a paper to the best of my ability i have to stop i have to take a break i have to walk away from that and come back and i've always found the time to finish whatever i'm doing and it's always gotten done on time yeah. but if it's causing me more stress and anxiety than it should be, I have to stop because I don't work at 100%. I don't do what I need to do. I feel like I, it takes me longer to even do it because I'm huffing and puffing the whole time. I just have to recognize this is not healthy for me right now. I need to take a step away. Mm-hmm. And in so many aspects of the college life, I think that's important. You know, staying up late. This is not healthy for me to be up at 3 a.m. I need to go to sleep. Yeah. I, I think that's a big thing, too, is, like, if something's bringing me a lot of anxiety, man, that's a difficult thing because you know you want to push through and, like, get it done or you know that you still don't fully understand it. But we do ourselves no good by being up at 12 a.m. if we have 8 a.m., like, trying right. to figure out this work. Like, we might as well <laughs> just ask the teacher the next morning. Yes, right before class get there a little early like Uh there's other ways to answer our problems than like killing ourselves and right academic validation is something i'm not like i've never been like i have to have straight a's ever i've never been like that but i will say like i felt the need to be like that like Uh i have felt where sometimes i'm like man i'm not having that same result or i'm not getting it like them i'm not understanding it like them but you just, you live and you learn, and you <laughs> kind of figure out, I'm n- I'm just not very good at studying. I don't understand, like, what my learning type is. Like, some people are like, oh, I can write it and remember it. I can write it, say it, and hear it, and not remember <laughs> it. Yeah. That's, a, that's another balance that I've had to find, too. You know, school has always come really naturally to me. I've never really struggled. I've never had to have a tutor or spend hours and hours studying for things I can most of the time I can go in and take a test and I've just I just know it coming to college that is not the case maybe that's another thing that we need to talk about that's another balance that I've had to find is that you have to study you could be the smartest person but you have to study 
Yeah. The teaching style that these professors use is so much different than high school. The workload is so much different than high school. Yeah. The type of work that you're doing is pretty different. There's just so many aspects and layers to your college courses that make it different. I've never, ever struggled with math. You know, it's not my strong suit, but I've always passed with an A. Yeah. Maybe a high B. Maybe. I don't ever think I have, though. And now, coming to calculus, you know, it's high-level math, obviously, but I've had the experience, and I'm still struggling with it. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't click for me. And it has been really frustrating for me in recognizing that this is hard, you know, for having to recognize and say out loud that calculus is hard for me and I don't understand it. Yeah. And I've been blessed to never have to say that before for any other class or any other, you know, assignment, whatever that may be. But it's just been difficult in finding the balance of recognizing what I need to study and how long I need to study because it's not coming naturally to me. So I think that's another layer that's making it more difficult in finding the school balance. We're kind of circling back, but yeah. just recognizing what I need to do because I've never had to do that before. Absolutely. So. Well, thank you all so much for joining us today and hearing our talk about balance. Yes. I hope that you um, liked it, and I hope that you listen again next week when we continue our series on things left unsaid college edition we will um for sure keep y'all updated as to what it looks like for christmas coming and right all that stuff going on we have some fun things to talk about after this episode and i think it would be so neat if we tied in something with our podcast into like that too yeah um yeah, me and Chloe have some cool things in the works. Yeah, so, so we're really we're really really excited about that. And I think it'll just be an amazing experience if we can get everything to line up and fall the way we want it to. But yeah, thank you all so much for listening if you've made it this far. Yeah, this is a little bit of a shorter episode, but I think we touched on some really important things and we said the things that are left unsaid. So, yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Um, we love you guys. We appreciate your support. And we'll see you next week. I'm Chaney. I'm Chloe. And this is C Squared. C-squared.